Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. It's time once again to talk Notre Dame football recruiting on Budweiser's weekday sports beat with Mike Singer, the Notre Dame football recruiting insider for Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com. I'm Darren Pritchett. We're on YouTube recording this particular recruiting segment, of course, live on WSBT Radio's Budweiser's weekday sports beat. Mike, we're just about ready for the start of fall camp, but of course, there's a lot to talk about with recruiting. It's been a very dare I say, noisy week for Notre Dame football recruiting. Let's start with Dylan Edwards, a running back out of Kansas who is committed to Kansas State but is now decommitted from the Wildcats, and Notre Dame seems to have surged to the top of his list as possible places to play college football. Give us your perspective on how this has all come about for Dylan Edwards. Came together quickly, Darren. Um Look, I mean, Notre Dame was interested in him last summer. He visited campus in, in June of 2021, but nothing really came of it. Um, he commits to Kansas State. A long recruiting process, you know. I think there's a lot of people who thought he was going to commit to Oklahoma uh, when he was taking official visits, uh, you know, a couple months ago. Ends up um, picking Kansas State over the Sooners, and that was in late June, Darren. So, you know, a kid from Kansas – his dad, Leon, was a running back for the Wildcats about 30 years ago. You know, it, 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 again, his commitment was a really big deal in the state. And um, gets an offer from Notre Dame it was just last Wednesday. Um, that day, books a trip to go to South Bend on Thursday. So he's booked in for the next day. So he gets out to South Bend on Thursday. Marcus Freeman, that was the day that Freeman – was in New York. You know, the New York Yankees even tweeted a picture of Freeman. I think it was, I believe it was with Foskey, um, you know, at the Yankees game. And um, Freeman gets back to Notre Dame Friday. Edwards was on campus Friday as well. And uh, I'm told Freeman made a really big impact there. And then that night, Edwards decommits from Kansas State. Again, Kansas State legacy was already recruiting for the Wildcats just committed and then i mean two days from picking up his notre dame offer 48 hours and by all accounts i mean it looks really good for notre dame like i know oregon's still pushing for him other programs still want him um but i mean when you just kind of read the tea leaves darren it looks really good for notre dame here and edwards is a sub 4 40 yard dash guy um my sources call him a true scat back. So, you know, slot, you know, jet motion, screens out of the backfield, bubble screens, kickoff, punt return, you know, all that stuff. That's Dylan Edwards when he gets to South Bend. I mean, between him, Christian Gray, Micah Bell, some speedy players in the Irish's 2023 class, and all these guys, you know, are, are going to be up there for fastest guys on the team, you know, with, with the likes of Chris Tyree and some of those guys. Yeah, Dylan Edwards would be a really good get if Notre Dame's able to close on him. We'll, we'll see how it goes, but 
Um, I, I do like the Irish, and once he decommitted, I, I went ahead and logged a prediction for him to land South Bend. Mike, for people that are just listening on the radio, I highly encourage them to go to the Blue and Gold YouTube channel, which we're broadcasting on. You're showing film right now of Dylan Edwards, and it's really fascinating. As you were talking, we're seeing all the different ways their high school used him <clears throat> I mean, he is all over the place and also factoring. He's a guy that can help you on punt returns and kickoff returns. So this guy can cover a lot of different roles on a football team. I mean, just if, if you're listening on radio and not watching on YouTube, just think of like that. I mean, he's listed at about 5'8", 160. So just think about a small offensive weapon who's really fast and really shifty, like a Darren Sproles-esque guy. Um, who starred all those years with Chargers and Eagles, I want to say, in the NFL. Like, that's Dylan Edwards. I, I, Notre Dame doesn't really get many players like Dylan Edwards. Um, so, I, you know, I'd say Chris Tyree is more of a true running back than Dylan Edwards, but, like, Tyree has that speed and, you know, the quickness and the agility. You know, Edwards is a little bit more of a, like I said earlier, a scat back who can just do so many different things. We've talked a lot about quarterbacks in the class of 2023. We've gone from Dante Moore to Austin Novosad, and it looks like we're now moving on to Kenny Minchie, who is committed to Pat Narduzzi and the Pittsburgh Panthers, but Notre Dame, Mike, has recently offered Minchie. I'm kind of curious your thoughts on Minchie, first of all, and the second part of the thought I'd like to get from you is, now that we're in August – dead period is it going to be difficult to flip a guy like this yeah i'll answer your second question first so yeah all of august there's no face-to-face contact between um college coach and recruit so it's it's a period for notre dame to like recruit start recruiting kenny minchie where it's just building that relationship you know so they have a month to do that and then hope to get them on campus for the for the fall and that's that's pretty much what this dead period's got its pros and cons for notre dame like it's it's more ideal that they could just try to get kenny minchie up on campus as soon as possible um so that's a con but the pro is i know we're going to talk about you know a couple committed players um for the irish you know who have been visiting other places that's good for the irish that they can't visit anywhere for the month of august you know they can kind of um, you know, regroup and, and come up with a plan to keep those players. So, um, yeah, some some pros and cons there. As far as Minchie as a player, um, you know, he's listed what was it like six one, two hundred pounds, and he's a he's a good build, throws a really nice ball. Um, and he he just kind of looks like a you know the type of quarterback that Notre, Notre Dame's had in recent years, and I I definitely mean that as a compliment. Like he's athletic. Um, yeah, I can, competed really well at the Elite 11 in Los Angeles at the end of June. Um, I would see Minchie as a big get for Notre Dame. Um, you mentioned he's committed to Pittsburgh. I'm sure the head coach there absolutely loves <laughs> Notre Dame coming after his quarterback, Darren. Um, but uh, it, it's look, I said that Notre Dame going after Dylan Edwards was going to be an uphill battle, and I was very wrong on that one. Um, some sources I talked to close to that recruitment, you know, were. Uh, I mean, I was told very, very surprised if Dylan Edwards would decommit from Kent State, and then two days later he does. Um, for Minchie, though, 
it, it, I'm hearing the same thing, you know, but feel more confident that it's going to be tough to flip him from Pittsburgh. You know, Notre Dame had him on campus for a camp. Um, what was it Irish invasion back in 2021? And, you know, they didn't offer him. They could have, they had a lot of opportunities to offer him and did not uh, I'm told the staff even went to see him, I believe in the spring evaluation period, didn't offer him. Hmm. So, you know, some players don't, you know, kind of have that chip on their shoulder. Like, oh, now you're offering me kind of thing. Uh, it's a little too late. We'll, we'll see how it shakes out with Minchie. Just for maybe the average recruiting fan, let me ask this question. You're talking about the dead period in August. If you are a football coach, and let's just use Minchie as an example, what could you do over the next couple of weeks, communication-wise, or whatever you might do to try to entice him to keep Notre Dame in his thoughts? I mean, Darren, remember when COVID hit, we had a recruiting dead period from yeah. March of 2020 to you could start recruiting face-to-face again, June of 2021. So, you know, was that 14, 15 months? That was all dead period. Notre Dame built a recruiting class during a dead period. So it's the same stuff. It's just everything you would do in recruiting, except for you can't meet them face-to-face. So it's Zoom calls, phone calls, texting, sending the kids graphics. Just yeah, good old remote recruiting. Um, that that's that's basically it. So it's just again build building a relationship with the young man. Okay, let's move along to Notre Dame commitments that are visiting other schools. I want to get your take on that in general in a couple of moments, but let's go ahead and go with kind of the news of the week. Let's start with Keon Keeley. We've talked a lot about Keeley in our conversations, top pass rusher in the country out of Tampa elite player, one of the best players in the class of 2023. And Mike, you can fill in the blanks, but he's been committed to Notre Dame for a very long time. We got word that he was going to visit Alabama last weekend from the reporting of Blue and Gold Illustrated. I found out that was his second time he'd ever been to Tuscaloosa to check out Alabama. He's been to Notre Dame five or six times, so he's been fully locked in on Notre Dame. So what should we make of Keeley visiting Alabama in late July. Yeah, Darren. Um, so I've been covering Notre Dame football recruiting for three years now, and they land a lot of high-profile kids, right? They, I mean, they just do, whether it was under Brian Kelly, Mark Sherman, they land a lot. But there's not a lot of recruitment like this one where it's, um, you know, Alabama and Ohio State, you know, where it's just a total dog fight. Like this one where it's truly like I have no idea what's going to happen mm. kind of really. You just, we just don't get many of these. So, like, you know, Notre Dame sources feel like they're going to get Keeley, but then national sources and Alabama folks are like, oh, he's flipping. Like, so you just don't know what's going to happen. Again, my, my personal read on it is that he sticks with Notre Dame. But he could commit tonight or decommit tonight. Like, who the heck knows what's going to happen? So, um, listen, my recruiting cover style, Darren, is very much like I'm your next-door neighbor and we're just talking. Like, that's, that's what I like. I like to be raw and authentic. And I'm not going to sit here and act like I know exactly what's going to happen or, you know, because I don't. And anyone trying to tell you they know exactly what's going to happen with Keon Keeley or Peyton Bowen, is either lying to you or they have one of those last names. 
So <laughs> that's um, that that's that's my read on it, Darren. You mentioned Bowen. Let's go to Drake Bowen. What do you know about that situation? Hey, yeah, Peyton Bowen. Drake or, Bowen. Excuse is, me, Peyton Bowen. Yeah, Drake Bowen's a million percent locked in. Glad you mentioned him. I did a story on him at blueandgold.com. You know, uh, Drake Bowen tweeted out a, um, a Lou Holtz quote recently, um, one of my favorites, and, and I asked him about that. So, yeah, definitely go to blueandgold.com and check that out. As far as Peyton Bowen goes, no relation, by the way. Yep. Um, this one was crazy um, th- this past week, and I heard just about every rumor you could possibly think of. It was uh, Oklahoma Friday he visited, and then A&M on Saturday. All these are unofficials, by the way, so the young men are, are paying their way to get to, get to campus. Um, I had heard that Oklahoma was trying to keep them from going to A&M and getting them to stay at Oklahoma Saturday to try to flip them. His teammate is committed to Oklahoma. Like, it, it was – I mean, Oklahoma thinks they're flipping them over the weekend. A&M thinks they're flipping them. And now we're recording this on Monday late afternoon, Darren, and – um, you know, still committed to Notre Dame and uh, affirm that as much to the staff from what I'm told, but uh, Notre Dame's just not out of the woods for either of these players yet. So, you know, you're going to have to, I mean, Darren, you could seriously have me on your show every day and, and, and we could talk about these two and it'll be something different every day, like what, what the vibe is, but uh, I'm still rocking with Notre Dame for Keon Keeley and Peyton Bowen as well. A um, little bit more confident that Irish keep Keeley than I am Bowen, um, but you know we'll, we'll just have to see. Hmm. Well, I think the word commitment means di- oh boy. different things go. to different people. And I got to admit, you're starting to change me a little bit on my thinking. And I know we've talked a little bit off the air about this. I'll say this up front, Mike, for a long time, being here at WSPT, following Notre Dame football for 20 plus years, I guess my thinking has always been, when you give the verbal commitment, I'm really not interested in hearing you go visit other schools. That's the way I kind of started, you know, learning about Notre Dame football recruiting. And I learned a lot about recruiting from a former recruiting coordinator. So you can kind of see where my background and that thinking came from because that's the way a coach would think. I mean, the last thing they want, once you get a commitment, hey, don't go anywhere else. You're you're good with us. So that's where my thinking came from, being around a former recruiting coordinator. But I'm starting to change my thinking a little bit, and I'm going to let you kind of take it from here. There are so many fans that are following Keeley and Bowen so closely. There are a lot of people upset. Well, they've committed to Notre Dame. Why would they go to Alabama? Why would they go to Ole Miss? Why are they doing this? Why are they doing that? Offer a little, I don't want to say different perspective, but different from what I just established a couple of moments ago. Yeah, we were talking about this off air. And, um, like, it, it's my, my thoughts on this are not popular with, with, with fans. It, it's, it's just not. So, it's definitely more old school of you commit, you don't look, you don't do anything else. Like that's it, it's just changed. Like it's just more and more every single site. I started covering my first cycle covering recruiting was in 2014. Back then kids wouldn't even tweet out their commitments reporters. We just did it for them pretty much. Like it was just a different day and age, um, you know, even from 2014 to now covering the 2023 and 2024 recruiting classes, like it's just changed. Like there's a lot more decommitments now. Kids are committing and getting offers earlier than earlier, earlier than before. So look, 
as far as the commitments go, these these kids they they don't owe me or Darren Pritchett or Joe Schmo, Irish or Michigan or Ohio State fan. They don't owe them anything. They don't owe the coaching staff. Like they they really don't like if they want to lock in an early commitment to to not hold a spot at a school they really like, but still want to look around. They're allowed to do that, and it's the coach's right to be like, "Hey, you, you don't. We're not going to allow you to do that. We're going to drop you." Like, it's it's just it's fair game out there, and it's just kind of the wild wild west out here in recruiting. Um, so, and and look for for folks who like, let's say Notre Dame loses a commitment, and that upsets you. I I get it. That player could help Notre Dame win a national title. I understand being upset that you that Notre Dame lost the recruit, but where I get I get frustrated myself is seeing on Twitter the frustration towards the recruits. You you committed. Do you know what the word commitment means? You know what? Sometimes I commit to go to dinner with you know with, with some friends and I decommit, you know or. I was with rivals for nine years and I decommitted from rivals and signed with on three. Darren, this doesn't apply to you because you've been with WSBT since probably before I was born, <laughs> but you know, a lot of people leave jobs. I, I mean, this might be an edgy thing to say, but what about divorce in our country? I mean, half of marriages end up divorced. That's a really big commitment that people break. So, but we're going to get upset about a 17 year old deciding he wants to go to a different college. I mean, I, there's definitely right and wrong ways to to go about the recruiting process. There's oftentimes that I'll even get frustrated, like, man, this recruit's doing this, but they're the other thing. But, I mean, these kids committing to a school and still wanting to see other programs, I mean, I'm not – who am I to say that, that they're doing something wrong? Um, if you go through the NCAA bylaws or whatever, you're not going to find anything about these verbal commitments. They're just for coaches to count numbers and – you know, for media and fans to keep track of what's going on, you know, they're, they're very much in the rules of what they're allowed to do. Hmm. I think also, Mike, just again, since I'm old and I've been working since you were born, so I feel really good about <laughs> myself right now. But let's face it, <laughs> social media has put such a bigger spotlight on all these kids. 20 years ago, I'm sure there were Notre Dame recruits that committed, went and visited Miami, went and visited Florida State, and it went under the radar and no one had any idea. I guess you could have called the Tom Lemming 900 line. Maybe you would have heard something about that. But, Mike, everything's just changed with social media, with so many different outlets trying to cover all these kids. I mean, we're going to find out a lot of details that, Two decades ago, we never would have heard about. So it just feels like there's an extra spotlight. And it's not like these kids are any different than maybe kids 20 years ago. We just maybe didn't know about some of the things that went on 20 years ago. I mean, wasn't Michael Jordan, like, smoking cigarettes on the airplane after a Chicago Bulls game? I mean, like, a lot has just changed. It it really has to think that I have a full-time job covering high school football recruiting for Notre Dame. And there's several others who have the same job as me at different outlets. Like it is, it's nuts. 
like you are 100% correct, Darren, that like there's so much more media attention on these kids. I mean, recruiting is just so much different. Just again, in the past nine years I've been doing it, it's changed a ton. And going back to the 900 days with Tom Lenning, boy, yeah, it's it's changed a good bit there. That I mean, when I was in high school, I had DVD of my highlight tape, and I when I would give it to college coaches at like a recruiting fair, I would type out the link to my um, where you could find my highlight tape and gave that to them. Like, you know, Twitter wasn't that popular back then. Like, I, I used to talk to college coaches via email. Like, it's just a lot different. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, recruiting's crazy. I mean, I'm probably not a popular guy right now with my my takes, but again, uh, I'm just your next door neighbor telling you how I feel. Hey, I appreciate you being yourself and not changing just for the public perception. I I appreciate that fact. You could you could just say, "Oh, this is terrible," and, and play to the fans, but you don't do that, and I appreciate that. So don't change. Promise. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No promises. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> hey, one more closing question for you. Just since we're what about a week and a half removed from the old barbecue. You think anything big's going to come from that in the coming few weeks or anything? Or would you say that I know you always say never say never, so I'm going to back myself into a corner. But with football games starting across the country, high school-wise, I would assume the commitments might slow down a little bit at this point. Never say never. I, I, yeah, I would put the over-under – at commitments before the Ohio State game at like three and a half, maybe four, something like, oh. something like that. So I, I think we're going to see more news um, for sure. The, the, yeah, that barbecue cookout thing, I, Darren, I know you love the reports about how the food was. I, I, I don't have much there. I heard the mac and cheese was really good, um, but, but that's all I've got. Um, yeah, the the cookout was was really good, Darren, for the for the 2024 class. I, there's off the top of my head at least three players I think the Irish will get from that group. So with that three and a half number, is Edwards a possibility to be one of those three and a half? Darren, I'm not commenting on any names. All right, all right. Maybe it'll be on your 900 number this week. <laughs> Make a little extra cash no, on call the side. It, no, call it at the. Um, eight six seven five three zero nine. That's my. Uh, I'll be that voice that comes on when the message starts. You know, we'll we'll work out a financial deal. Hey, right, let's let's remind folks blueandgold.com. Football is starting camp wise on Friday, so if you have not signed up yet, I don't know what you're waiting on, but you still have time to get the greatest deal on the face of the earth. August is definitely one of those times that like you want to subscribe to blueandgold.com because. Look, Irish fans, you, you don't get to go to fall camp, but we, we get a lot of access this fall. So lock into blueandgold.com. We're going to have tons of reports on how the players are looking in the media windows, what Marcus Freeman and the coaches are saying about these players and how things are going. Uh, tons of video stuff, so make sure you go to um, YouTube, search Blue and Gold Illustrated, find us there, subscribe, watch all of our videos that come out in August. Um, still tons of recruiting updates in a very busy time, so – um, dollar for a year, first year, but a dollar. So uh, there's really no reason to not check it out. Mike, good to talk to you. Good to see you as always. We'll talk to you again next week. All right. Sounds good. Thank you, Darren. That's Mike Singer, Notre Dame football recruiting insider, Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com. I'm Darren Pritchett. Sportspeak continues 
in just a moment on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering, char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 